Listen and stream the only talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Just about 24 minutes on the upswing today over 5 o'clock. Uh, welcome back to Freedom 106.5 FM. It is the overdrive here. Uh, one of the most prolific afternoon shows when you're in traffic, stuck on your way home. You can have some laughter, some fun, some entertainment. You can also learn some stuff here on this show as well. Let me take the opportunity to welcome two independent candidates going up for the local government election. We have uh, Mr. Ariel Saunders. Um, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, sir. And Dr. Sheen Mohammed. Good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? Well, boy, I, I know in the hot seat today is going to be you guys, so... I'm well, pretty cool. I just want to. I just want to correct one thing. I, I am not running any local government. Oh, you're not. Um, <laughs> my apologies. I am only here. I am only here in my capacity as a political scientist to discuss ah, good local capacity. Saunders. Yeah. <laughs> a similar, similar, um, you know, response from me. I have not yet, uh, you know, stated publicly whether that would be my decision. But I paid. For, I paid out there for you. <laughs> it seems like you're putting me into that direction. Uh, I take note of it. That's but, okay. Uh, that's that's okay. My position. <laughs> we like to toss all in, man. Oh yeah, the buddies are. So guys, I, all right. You're all not running. You all are just here um, to speak on it um, as youths in politics, understanding what's happening. I want to turn my attention to the the predictive guy. Tell me a little bit about yourself, sir. Um, what can I say? I am. Um... What do you want to know? Uh, my academic acumen? I have all that information here, but I want us. To, <laughs> I want to speak to, to to get to know you a little better. You know, seeing that since um you, all these accreditations have been given to you, and you you've rightfully earning it. Um, let's talk about the predictions that you would have um predicted, uh, with, with the elections. And I am being told that you are very sought after in the U.S. as well. You know, I am. I am. Um, I think one of the things that I, one of my personal uh, watchwords is humility. Mm-hmm. And I think Ariel, Ariel knows me from back in the UE days. Um, I think Ariel would have been one of my students. And he knows that um, humility is one of the things that I pride myself on having. I am approachable. I have always been, my parents grew me up. Uh, in to understand what humility is, my grandmother is my mentor. She is the the matriarch of our family and the epitome of humility and and fate, F A I T H. So you know, I've grown up at, like Ariel. I'm I'm a, a South boy, homegrown from Princess Town. Mm-hmm. Um, moved up to Saint Augustine uh, a few years ago after an accident because of also with commitments with UE and learned the politics both the practical aspect of it and the theoretical aspect i learned the theoretical aspect from my academic mentor dr bishnu raghunath and my practical uh, experience in the politics has been uh the grounding for that is mr bastio pandey so mm. you know having the ability to understand both the practical and theoretical perspectives in politics and understanding politics not only from a domestic um from a viewing it from a domestic uh viewpoint but also looking at it both regionally and internationally um is something i pride myself in i see that you have um you hold a bs bachelor's in uh, political science minor in international relations and so forth a phd 
uh, governance and leadership and uh, still reading for academic ad ad advancement. I'm wondering mm -hmm. wh wh what's next for you. But that question will come before we conclude. Ariel <laughs> Saunders, another southerner. We have yes, Yudong Maruga side boy. You yeah, deep, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> deep. That's uh, the sweetest part of the country. So they say. So they say. <laughs> right. So they, <laughs> and they say it so for a good reason. So. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me a bit about yourself, sir. So, so I, I am a, a regular guy. Uh, Shane did mention correctly that I was one of his students at UWE. Mm -hmm. um, I am therefore a student of politics and also deeply um, interested in uh, politics nationally, regionally, and sometimes internationally. Um, I am deeply involved in several uh, youth organizations, non-profit organizations, uh, community-based organizations, um, and I consider the work that I involve myself in to be very important towards developing our communities and towards building a better Trinidad and Tobago. Mm. Um, you know, Shane mentioned, you know, some a quality that was particular to him. But, you know, there's a quote that, you know, I allow to guide um, most of what I do. And it's a proverb, I think it's an old Mexican proverb that says, society grows great when wise men plant trees in whose shades they may never sit. Um, so I take my time to get involved now so that even if I do not benefit from the work that I do, um, future generations can. Um, I am a firm believer that, you know, we must not just point out uh, that which is wrong uh, with society, but that we must get involved to change uh, what the status quo might be. So I did get involved in um, on the political scene in 2021, 20, and I ran... Um, as an independent candidate for Hindustan Samaris at the time, there was no political option that I thought to be desirable. Uh, and so I, I decided to contest the election as an independent. It was a very learning experience. Uh, it was a great experience also. Um, and I proudly, you know, state that I got 23% of the vote. Yeah, 669. Um, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah, didn't win, but I got back my deposit. That is not something that is common on these <laughs> on these parts. <laughs> and uh, you know, most importantly, in the community of Indian St. Mary's, I think you know the win was that we had people speaking about local government. Mm -hmm. We had um, you know young people. We had older persons uh, from on all sides of the spectrum involved in the work of their community. Um, you know, paying attention to what was going on. Uh, and, you know, I consider that to be an achievement in and of itself, right? Uh, I would always say that, you know, I got uh, young people who were really frustrated about the, you know, the stagnation that we experience politically. Um, and they really endeavored to, you know, change that. Um, I believe that, you know, there, there are a lot more people like that across China than Tobago in small pockets. And, of course, when you know that time comes when people you know become absolutely frustrated with what exists you know that they will invest their energy into you know changing uh the guard from the the mainstream political party so mm -hmm. that's a little bit about me um thank you appreciate it you've spoken like a true politician in the making i can see you hitting a political platform in the near future mr well not mr pardon my Dr. Dr. Mohammed, let's switch back gears to you a bit. Um, let's talk about the local versus the general. You know, we are all up in a heaval. We are all up there when it comes to general elections. But 
Can you, I, um, for the benefit of those that don't know, help identify the difference between the general election and as local government election? Well, to start with, um, when we speak about general election, we talk about the selecting the, the, the group of persons who belong to or belong to political parties that have gotten the majority of votes in that building behind me, which is the Red House, mm-hmm. the Parliament, mm-hmm. right? And those persons are charged with the responsibility of governing the country's affairs um, at a national level in terms of uh, foreign policy, national security policies, uh, governance in a, from a macro level, right? When we talk about local government election, and there's also the process where um, the candidates for general election does not necessarily need to come from the constituency in which they are put placed. So, for example, um, if I am from San Fernando West, I could, if I, my address is in San Fernando West, mm-hmm. I could fight uh, the Shugona seat. I could, it, and it has happened, it continues to happen. There are people who live in Cascade and they've fought and won seats in on the East West Corridor. Uh, Mrs. Pasad Bissessa does not live, she used to, um, does not live in the constituency of Separia. She lives in the constituency of Urupuch East, I believe, and she's the M- MP for Urupuch, for, for Separia. Dr. Rowley, he lives in, 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 originally, he lives in Diego Martin West. He's one of the few. Um, Mr. Paderat lives in Cuba and he is representing Princess Town. What the local government election requires candidates, especially, to be is from within their locality. Mm. That's the first thing. You can't be living in San Fernando and running for a seat in the Princess Town Regional Corporation. That doesn't work, right? The technicality with the introduction of proportional representation for older men, however, um, you can come. The older men can come from outside of the region, right? And it has it has it has happened. Mm. Um, I know for sure in the Princess Town Regional Corporation, they are responsible for exactly what that what what the word local government means for the management of their municipality for that local that locality. So you are responsible for one, your electoral district. So Ariel, I believe you would have contested the St. Mary's Hindustan seat, right? Yes. Right. So Ariel lives, would have to live in that locality, in that electoral district, place himself forward, and he would be selected by his neighbors and his friends and his the, the, the community as the candidate, the candidate that they wish to sit on the council to uh, govern that area. That area is responsible for things like uh, local, and there, there's a difference between roads that are managed by Ministry of uh, Works and Infrastructure, Works and Transport, as well as roads that are managed by the local government um, corporation, right? Roads, trains, uh, picking up of garbage, um, this, uh, cemeteries, you know, the things that affect uh, the citizenry uh, on a daily basis. So, for example, you may, you want to go to your local government and people normally they skip, but you want to go to your local government representative to ask why is there no water in your in, in your in your area. You want to talk about things like derelict um, 
vehicles on uh, that are that are sitting on your roadways, uh, land pieces of land that are overgrown and that are you know that that may have vermin and all of those things. You want to talk about the, inf- the pests and 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 you know those are the things that affect the daily lives of the of the people that live within that 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 local that that locality and that electoral district. So. The difference between local government is that is the word is the actual word in the in the, in the true sense of it in the true sense of the meaning representatives are selected to focus on representing the basic amenities of the people um, by that they need to live comfortably within society mr saunders how do you think the average citizen views local government it's a, it's a very good question and I, I noted before we came on air you know when you were uh, speaking a bit about the campaign you were a little confused about uh, the name of the campaign as uh, play more local and that was exactly what that campaign that I ran in 2021 was designed to do it was to place emphasis on local government so by saying play more local mm-hmm. meant pay uh, it was paying level attention to you as it relates to local government and uh, Mm -hmm. i'm coming to the the point that it was necessary then to encourage persons to view local government as important you know it still is necessary um and you know in in in, you know thinking about this interview today i said one of the major problems we have uh concerning the local government space is that many people don't know what local government is they don't know the differences between central and local government so it was good that we started with that question uh, and they maybe are not too very concerned with what happens at the local level. And I think that, you know, for a variety of reasons that may have, you know, come uh, to this. One, you know, being politicians intentionally blurring the lines between what local and central government can do or is supposed to do. Uh, you'd realize that during a, a general election campaign, candidates often you know, speak about things, uh, you know, they, they go they walk in a trace and say, yeah, we'll fix this, we'll pave this. But really, that's the responsibility of the municipal corporation within your area. Uh, you'll see at the local government level candidates speaking about things at the macroscopic level, things that they generally, it's not within their remit to do. So I think we citizens really, and, and, and of course, on the end of the citizen, you know, the interest may not be there because they don't see that's working for them. But that, that, that's the point. Uh, if you say they're speaking about things that really doesn't, cons- they, it's beyond their reach or their remit. I mean, yeah. could you just elaborate on so, that a little bit? So, yeah, so I'm saying candidates often do that. And, and political candidates coming from the mainstream political parties often do that. Because that, of course, in the election mode, you're looking for a vote. Right? Yeah, but, but on the citizen end, on the end of the citizen, we've not seen local government to generally work for us the way we want it to. Um, mm. And so we're not very interested, though. We, we don't really have confidence that it will yield any results. We could look at the, the local government uh, voted to for the past, you know, however many years, and we could see that there's been a consistent um, under importance, if you want to call it, of, of local government in the heart. Of the voter right uh, people don't necessarily have confidence in you know uh, what local government can do or or has the potential to do and so in uh, as much as i would you know admonish politicians to do better in terms of educating citizens about it i'd also encourage citizens to educate themselves you know about the way their country is doing and, and become more involved in that so that you can hold a local government uh, 
representative accountable. I know even willing. I know even willing to hold my local representative, um, local government uh, candidate accountable to nothing because I will tell you this. This is the view of myself, and I'm quite certain I'm not alone with this viewpoint. What can you really do if the reigning party doesn't empower you to do so? doesn't provide you with what is necessary to do this this is a concern that i have and i'm quite i'm speaking for the others that do when you talk about local government elections you talk as an independent candidate immediately let's say you're a favorite within the community and dr muhammad you can chime in as, as well we have a few minutes just before we break for the news and then we'll continue with this course in the next in the next hour you go up as an independent you're not representing no political party you were successful in your win what happens then? You I mean holy ball, you mean holy balance of power. Correct. <laughs> you mean you mean you mean you mean you you can you can. It's very possible that you will holy balance of power, and that's a very critical aspect of this thing that people don't understand. Uh, so, for example, in 2020, a lot of focus was placed on Watson Duke and the PDP in Tobago, mm -hmm. and what would happen if it came down to 2021, and it would have been that he held the balance of power and he could have simply said that the party that makes me prime minister i'll give them my seat and that has happened in the region that has happened across the region in, in, in the caribbean that there has been ties where three parties went into an election and they came down to i believe it was three three and they needed one and the, 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 the one that was outstanding said well i'll give my seat to the party that makes me prime minister the same applies to someone who may hold the balance of power in a seat where there are odd numbers. So for example, let's just say yeah, there's 13 seats in a corporation and that one independent runs and wins in a in 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 a in a electoral district that does not does that did not get the favor of any of any sides and it comes down to six six one. The independent has the power to say, well, I'll give my space. To, I'll give my seat to the person to the to the party that makes me chairman or mayor. But that's but but but, but that's not even what I was asking. I understand that. I was just talking. If you win, not right. You were so favored yeah. favored in your community. You won. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. I get where you're coming from now, sir. Uh, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. I understand yeah, where you're coming from. And if, even to add to what Shane has said, um, while that's a possibility, that possibility doesn't necessarily exist in all the municipalities, right? So we accept yeah. that. Yeah. But also, it really comes down to your political skill, and and I think many corporations use the example of um, you know you know they're not being in in, in central government authority as a an, a reason for them not performing. Um, corporations are you know assigned uh, funding you know to carry out their their rules and responsibility. Whether the funding is received on time or not is a question that we could probably debate a little. However, when a corporation receives it's allotment from central government. The powers now within your councillors and, and you know the, the councillors so how they use that money, what projects are identified as priority, and just as happens within the, the central government space, how successful uh, a member of parliament or a councillor is at negotiating and representing the interests of his community at that level. You know, so I mean, I I, I, I don't really buy the excuse too much that you know there is nothing one can do if you don't hold the reins of central government at the local government level you know there is always enough that you can do uh, and many corporations use that example as a reason you know for the you know their non-performance and the, the, the i will add to that and say that um you are in local government and their political parties i, I mean if you examine mrs basad she 
um, is one who has suddenly fall, fall, uh, adopted the um, philosophy that look and it, it is quite possibly because of her training in local government having sat on the um, St. Patrick County Council. Uh, there are those, there's the, there's, the, there's the perspective that you have to be able to, if you cannot govern and you cannot manage effectively at a local government level, then how can you do it at a central government level? It is also a training ground. It is also supposed to be politically a training ground for persons who have aspirations to become members of parliament, um, whether it's in the House of Representatives or the Senate. But, you know, as Ariel did uh, rightfully said, I believe one of the most important things in terms of being able to be effective and efficient in, as a local government councillor in the corporation and at the local government level is to maintain political communication. Communicating with your with your with your uh, electorate and with your burgesses is very important. And if you lack the ability to communicate effectively, then you're going to realize that people are going to lose. Uh, confidence in, in in your abilities very quickly, and they're not going to they're not going to pay you any any attention. So you right. can't simply just throw your hands up in the air and say we have no money. And um, that's it. We, you know, and that's right. it. That's not it. We'll continue our dialogue right after the newscast. Stick and stay. We'll be back with more. Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. And nine minutes after the hour of five o'clock, for the benefit of those that needed to get that time check outside, seems to be kind of calm weather at the moment. However, we say good afternoon. Welcome back to the Overdrive. Dave in the hot seat alongside Dr. Shane Mohammed and uh, political scientist and former independent candidate Ariel Saunders. Good afternoon again, gentlemen. Good afternoon. All right. Now, one of the questions I want to pose to you guys before um, to continue our discussion here for the next few minutes would be towards uh, gear towards the wood on the ground at the moment. You know, there was a as a matter of fact. Let's talk about the the situation that the government and the Privy Council was locked in battle with in terms of the postponement of the election. Doctor Mohammed. As a political scientist, what are your thoughts on that? You know what's coming to you first with this question. I think there's no reason, uh, there was no valid reason. And if you look at the judgment and listen to it, there was no valid reason for there to be a postponement of the local government election. Do you think it was malicious on the government's side of things to do that? No, no, I don't think it was malicious. I don't see, there are certain things that I would say is malicious. And then I would also say that there are things that are strategic. uh, So you think it was a stalling? stalling. Or an attempt to be strategic, right? Um, The Privy Council came back and said, in light of you introducing new legislation to lengthen the life of a local government council from three to four years, did not prevent you from having the local government election. And I agree with that. Uh, there is no reason, and at the end of the day, we are a representative democracy and we, the Privy Council rule that we should be given the opportunity to exercise that franchise. And it's a franchise that should not be taken for granted, which the law lords will not take for granted either, given the struggles that would have taken place over the years for us to achieve it. Mm-hmm. With that said, um, you know, it 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 can be seen as uh, a st- a stall tactic. Uh, we we have we cannot we cannot we can be blind to the fact that the government is not popular, and they are not popular um, two years into office, uh, almost three, and the reason for that is they've maintained the same status quo that they did during the 2015-2020 period, which is 
a disconnect to the people and the reality that people live. They have maintained a disconnect with people as it pertains to food prices, as it pertains to the availability of jobs, as it pertains to young people having opportunity, as it pertains to the reality that we should be giving free education in this country and it is one of the things that we should be affording people in a very strategic and structured manner. Now, I'm not here to give the government advice. I have my own uh, perceptions and, and, and take as to how this can be done. But a government that rode in an un, and what I'm what has blown my mind as a political scientist is that an unpopular government got reelected into office because of the incompetence and the weakness of the alternative. And you know, it is a it's a slap in the face to every person that had some level of hope in Mrs. Prasad's Bisasa ability to be magnanimous, to be all-encompassing, to be uh, that transformational leader that she projects herself to be. When in fact, she's just the other side of the coin as it pertains to Dr. Rowley. It's a two, we, we, we are dealing with two transactional leaders, but of diff- with different characteristics. I think I, think, um, I want to echo oh, some of the sentiments that you would have given there only to the point where i think she failed time and time again within recent years that this uh government is in office to really show a nationalistic approach to many problems that we are facing oh <laughs> that that nationalistic or that nationalism it's it has failed to do so everything was always personal it was always on a political party agenda it was not showing the citizenry that you generally that you genuinely care about us and i think that was for me that is a big faux pas among many other things, there's a lot of things out there in the domain on both sides of the fences. But I think the opposition is is extremely weak at this time. I am quite worried about the next uh, GE that's coming up. You, you, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. But well, I was getting. Tell you why. All right. I wanted to ask you that in the last. Before, before, before we, you should. You, uh, before let me tell you what the 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 the, 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 the straw that broke the camel's back for me with regards to Mrs. Pesadi Sasan. I'm very happy you brought up the topic about nationalism. Was how she approached the presidency, and yes. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I will say this now. I was. I've said this before. I make no apologies for saying it. I have been in the in the, the belly of the beast, and I, I mm. have seen it. Yeah, and. There are people that are going to find very much be offended by the statement, but I am speaking from a perspective of observance and observing and knowing. The only reason that Mrs. Basadi Sessa does not like President Christine Kangalu is because she looks exactly like her. And, you know, it's sad because Mrs. Her Excellency has, notwithstanding her family, her family affairs. And one should understand that we don't get into people's personal lives when they buy for public office. We shouldn't. It is what it is. We should. We shouldn't because there are some things that we cannot avoid. Exactly. So, for example, so, for example, um, did she intentionally go and get married to, to Kerwin Garcia knowing that she would eventually one day become president? <laughs> no. Exactly. Did she... Did she did she intentionally be, go and get married to Cohen Garcia, knowing that one day she would be a member of parliament and minister of government? The answer is no. So you can't you can't approach the lady like that. It is like saying to someone that you are not voting for for Kamala Prasad Bisesa because she's associated with X Y and Z, right? Or married to X Y and Z. 
um, do you judge Mrs. Rowley because of the actions of Dr. Rowley? The answer to that question is no. You know, in fact, when the whole issue of senior counsel came up, I said the biggest faux pas and the biggest error in that lineup of senior counsel is the fact that Sharon Rowley is not in the lineup because mm -hmm. she's very much deserving of it. Mm -hmm. And she's deserving mm -hmm. of it because of her acumen and because of her contribution to the legal fraternity and the fact that she remains highly respected. And if we can't respect people at that level from the perspective of uh, the leaders, we have a problem. Divya, I wanted to, want to chime in a little earlier, but I just allow, allow the conversation to, to go a little bit off for local government um, to say that the judgment was very particular to whether the language used in, 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 in the amendments uh, to the Local Government Act mm. applied to incumbents or not, really. And, and so whether it was an attempt by the government to buy time for the lo local government elections, I'm not so sure. But what I could say, what my perspective on the matter is, is that it's certainly the excuse that was provided earlier was that the extension was necessary to bring to life the provisions of the local government reform bill. And the local government reform bill is something that I 100% support, right? So um, whether the excuse, you know, it'd be a six months in to the time frame, to the extension, whether we, so, we, we have seen anything to suggest that that excuse uh, holds much weight, no, no, but there are many factors that we could associate, uh, you know, as being responsible for that or not. But I, I really want to point at, at the government's inability to really bring to life the provisions of that bill uh, before the 2021, but the designated time to hold elections in 2022, sorry, right? I think that an, an extension ought not to have been sought in the first place. You know, the work should have been done once the, the bill was passed to really get all the aspects um, of uh, that needed to be proclaimed get all those aspects you know uh, brought to life at the level of the municipal corporations make sure they are ready for the change that is to come so that as soon as the election time comes comes about we could you know transition to the new model the government's argument was that they needed an extra year to do so and the privy council thought that you know yeah, the way that you constructed the law didn't suggest that certain parts would apply to incumbents right so that's why we we're in a position now where we require uh local government elections to be held immediately or within three months. Um, what the citizens should be asking or should be looking forward to is, would we? Would this mean that we get local government reform delivered? Would this mean that that is something that we can see? And that's an important question. I think that's the fundamental question here that we should, you know, occupy ourselves with. Would this? Would would the government be able to complete the, the things that they would have said they needed a year to do? Would they be able to complete that within the three months? That is the election season. Or would this mean that local government reform would be postponed for another four years? I don't I think, think that would be the real travesty. I, I think the, so you see the, the lack of political will. If you, if you are seeing it now, with regard to even the judgment having been been put out there and been made, that there is no urgency, RL, to to even look towards continuance of the of the of the act and and the, the and and bringing uh, the bill into fruition in terms and reform in reforming the system while we get ready for local government election and there has to be a certain level of political will from the from the government uh to really push what needs to be done as it pertains to local government reform 
uh, there has been no indication thus far. Between the judgment and now, there has been no indication that they have the political will. It seems that everybody has just dropped the ball when it comes to local government reform and ran straight into electioneering. But you don't think they dropped the ball on reform on a whole? Constitutional reform, the the drop oh, it. Well, let's not talk about the, the drop it on a whole. Uh, my, well, my, let's not even get there. Right. So my but question is, my question, and, my question, the ball and local government reform has been dropped. I can't necessarily say I agree. We had the passage of the local government reform bill. You know, that was a, that's a great step. Now we really need to operationalize that bill at the level of the municipal corporations. Make sure that they can accommodate the new structures. And let's be fair. You know, uh, going into the new model, we need councillors to know, we need potential councillors to know, we need candidates to know that, listen, the terms and conditions of your employment are going to change. No longer are you really going to be part-time persons. You're going to be required to, you're going to be, required to be full-time. Indeed. We don't know what the salaries for, for yeah. councillors mm-hmm. are going to be. Mm-hmm. Right? So we need, it's not three, it's no longer three years, it's going to be a four-year term. So mm-hmm. we need we need to know this information. So as, as I'm saying, I see that there there is the desire to bring about local government elections, um, local government reform. Sorry, if it means that the government may get some political advantage, right? You know, and, I, and and if we're looking at the extension in that context, then I think that that might have been the real reason. So the, the, of local the conversations so far, the conversations on the both platforms have done, have not been towards improving local government. The, the prime minister is saying that. He's going to bring local government reform after. I mean, coming out of your news report just now, right. the Prime Minister is saying that he's going to bring local government reform, promising to bring local government reform after the local government election, as well as property tax. Um, True. Really? You really think that that is a selling point to the, to the population? Well, boy, that you are going to be, that after election you're going to get taxed? First of all, do does does he care? No, he doesn't. Exactly. So, Saunders, t- this question over to you. What is the word on the ground, you know, regarding the youths and and local election? Now, Dr. Mohammed and Saunders, I want you all to think about this for a minute. Eh? We have a new generation of persons coming out of secondary schools, young adults, within the next few, couple months, few weeks or so. By September, some students will be moving on to upper six, to lower six, upper six. Some will be going on to tertiary education. Then we're going to have some looking to enter the world of work. What have, what are you guys, um, what, are, what are your thought process as it relates to getting these youths interested in local government and understanding what it's about, how it can benefit them, or even be part of a of a campaign, of a of a team, a team rather, not team, but a team that can. That they can work, work towards assisting somebody uh, elevate to such electoral office. What are your thoughts on that? It will, I don't see it happening at a national level because mm. from my from teaching my students and my students are ranging from the ages that you talk about from seventeen come up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And my students are not interested in local government elections. Wow, they are not going to go out wow. and vote. If if a candidate happens to be someone they knew, like for example, in in Ariel's case, if if young people knew Ariel, they're going to come out and support him, but they may not be able to vote for him, right? Because people have to vote within their elect- their electoral districts. Okay. Um, Okay. So okay. he would he would get a groundswell of young people supporting him, but at the on election day, that may just be a fraction of what is eligible to vote for him, right? And that is why you know there's no young people today are concerned about opportunity. They're concerned. concerned. I've I've discovered this through reading and and assessing international papers. There's a new acronym that has that has come into the academic world called DEIB, which is diversity, 
equality, inclusion, and belonging. And a lot of young people are interested in knowing that they, one, they feel included, two, that there's equality of opportunity for them, regardless of where they sit in terms of gender, race, uh, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to feel that they belong here. A lot of students also are looking at opportunities outside. So when you, like I said yesterday um, in an interview, we may not have a, a active brain drain. What we do have do is a consistent one. So it it is it, it it may not be flowing like a like a gushing river as had happened in the 80s and 90s where people just picked up and left in droves and turned their backs on us um, and, and even and only didn't want to come back at all. Mm. But what we have is that there are people who are looking for opportunities outside that they don't have here, and therefore this government, even with the Ministry of Youth and National Service. Um, and all of the programs that exist under it, they're not motivated by it. They're not motivated to to, 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 to be part of it. They, well, may, be, they may be motivated to support a candidate like okay. Ariel in a locality, right? But that would be tied to just that individual candidate, and it all depends on if they know the individual. But could that but to be come on board in a, the, to come on board in a nationalistic perspective to for, to, to support a political party? No. But, my response to the, the question may be a little different from uh, from Shane's in, in saying that there's a, a serious dichotomy, you know, that exists with young people now. And, you know, those who are interested and engaged and those who are not interested and engaged. Mm-hmm. And they, make no mistake, a lot of the candidates that will go up, will contest the, the local government election are going to be young persons, right? Political parties have been able to find engaged young persons who are willing to offer themselves for service at the level of the political party. Whether that may be because those persons, those young people may find a level of opportunity within the existing political structure, that is, you know, arguable. As, as a matter of fact, it's what probably I might believe, right? But there's a lot of there are a lot of young persons who are not engaged, not, you know, interested in what's going on nationally at, at all. Uh, but I don't necessarily place the blame squarely at the feet of our government uh, or, or, or government and politicians on the whole. Mm. Um, we need young persons to take charge of their lives and their futures. Mm. You know, we all belong to this uh, beautiful twin island of Trinidad and Tobago. And of course, if we want uh, a better future for ourselves, we have to get up and get involved in some way or the other, right? Uh, so young people ought to take an interest in, in, you know, in what's going on in their community. They ought to take an interest in what's going on nationally. Right. Uh, we ought to see civil society engage more in, you know, uh, civic engagement in terms of building the capacity of young persons to understand governance and politics, to understand activism. Right. And to be able to get involved at that level, because those young people who are interested, who are engaged, are joining political parties. Many of them have started independent initiatives. Many of them have joined alternative parties uh, to the PNM and to the UNC. Uh, as I said, you will you have observed, you know, in, in the 2019 election, so many young persons contested for both the PNM and UNC are friends who study with me, who are a part of those political institutions who they you know, and they believe and, and they have the right to do so to do that, you know, they can make a difference in those political institutions. So I'm I mean I, I'm not sure that, you know, the idea you know, should the blame should just, you know, squarely be placed at, at the foot of our politicians and of our politics but of course people need to take a sense of ownership of uh, ourselves and our, our state as a country 
Yeah. Well, motivation. Motivation is important. Uh, and we have to be realistic about the situation. If, and, and I hear you with regard to people taking taking control of the, uh, uh, you know, getting involved uh, through civic action and through NGOs. There are people who are involved in those things. There are people who are involved in Rotary, they're involved in uh, in different um, community-based organizations, you name it, right? But at the end of the day, they're not going to get politically aligned. They are also, as you rightfully say, uh, and I know, I know, I know, I know that there are young people that are going to get involved into the, in, in the different political parties. But there has, with that comes a price. One, they have to be loyal and have to be shown to be loyal to their political leader and to the party structure. They, 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 they are not. They go in there with the expectation that they can do some level of change. And when they get in there, they realize that you can't change this. And I'm talking because I've been in it. You can't mm-hmm. change it once the, the head honchos say no. So you are you are there to float around and to to to, to try to, to to show a good footing and and give support where need where their needs no, no. Where needs their needs are. No, when but you say that, doctor, doctor Muhammad, when you say that, I don't mean to cut you, but when you say that, that means. That, it brings uh, to question my, my next question, which I was going to pose to you guys anyway. You know, are we leaving any good example in place for the next generation? Because you have just um, categorically made very clear a statement that can frustrate anybody that's trying to enter a political realm or, or entity. And these legal luminaries to the top would now come down and, as you said, hey, hey, you see that? Partner, <laughs> you just reach. <laughs> know your place, please. You might very well get I, that. I, I, no, but that, that's a reality. That's not. That's not what you're saying. Is is is, is not something that is that is, is far fetched. I am saying to you that that is a reality, and that you know, you come bright ears and bushy tailed mm. and wet behind the ears, and somebody will watch you and say, "Hey, you're green. Know your place." And this, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the reason I probably didn't enter into the traditional you see? realm. But what I'm saying is, when we talk about civic, in you know, in engagement. We need NGOs that focus on explaining the role of government in society, of you know, empowering people to become activists, because all these roles are critical to the, you know, the proper function of any society. They all play important. We need NGOs that are focused on this. And we don't really have those things. We need young you people. I, and you, you mentioned the motivation before and I heard you, you know, but isn't the lack of opportunity that exists generally motivation enough for you to say, listen, I, I can do something about this. You know, no. I can get involved. There are many options beyond no. the PNM and the UNC. I no, they, that. there are many listen, options beyond the, the, the mainstream. Ariel, the options, the it options, seems, the options that you talk about also have a responsibility to engender public confidence and has to, ha, well, must also be able to speak the language of young people and must be able to, 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 to give to young people that, that spark, that light, that A, that directs them into an alternative political realm. Does the, is that happening right now? The answer is no. no. And, it, and I make no apologies for but saying in that. But I have a friend, I have a friend, uh, one of my friends, <laughs> one of my friends is a political leader. One of my no, but no, but in, said, in, you know, we will vote here, but let's see what you can do. No, but and, in addition, the frustration is with the mainstream political parties. We have to be willing to examine what the other parties offer and give them a chance. No, but and it, I, I can't necessarily agree that none of them are, you know, speaking the language that they should. Really? Are, but well, then here's my question. 
We don't have a culture of paying attention to anybody but, other than the PNM and the UNC. Well, here's my, cas- but, but here's my question, Saunders. Here's my question. Here's my question. We have, we have the two mainstream parties putting up... Oh, how much constituents we have? What, 42? Is it? 141 For, seats. Right. In, in the local government. No, no, no. I'm talking about in the in the big elections. How much? 41 seats. 40, 41. We have 41 yeah. seats. So, outside of the two mainstream parties, how many other parties are putting up 41 con- ca- candidates? None. Yeah, but you don't necessarily how many? need to put up 41 candidates. How much you so need me, to put up? And if we understand, if we were speaking, we were speaking about several <laughs> things earlier that I, I wish to tie in. All right, you're blowing my mind, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> what is the rule? We were, we were Hold speaking. On. We what were speaking. is the rule? And this is part of the government. We were this speaking is... about the balance of power. Hold we were on. speaking about those things earlier. Really. Yes, but no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I, I disagree. Nah. Don't go. You don't go. The, ro- the political theory tells us that you don't. The role of a political party is to win power. It is to go into an election and win power outrightly. You don't form a political party. And Machiavelli says this stuff, and I'm a Machiavellian fan, right? Because his theory is very real as it was then to now. You go in there all or nothing. You don't go in there to, to lose. You don't go in there half-hearted. So if you're going in there piecemeal, and they are, they, and I could call political parties yes. that I believe is behaving very piecemeal, yes. right? And aligning themselves to mainstream political organizations just by the by what they see. They don't even have to appear on a platform with them. <laughs> just the language that they're speaking, you the, you are going to drive people away because you you are going in all or nothing. The role of a political party is to attain power. Not if you happen, if you happen in <laughs> to have results, a few seats and this one thing, I will, I will, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not only about that. Political parties are amalgamation of interests of people who are interested in the same sort of political future. The whether this interest can, whether this interest could be obtained by uh, the assumption of power as a whole, as being the ruling party, or by using whatever legislative power you have to influence the outcome of, you know, law and uh, of your quality of life, you know, it, it is what political parties may have to weigh. But I'm saying, I don't, I don't subscribe to the idea that unless you could feel 41 candidates, you're not a real option. No, that, that's, that's, that's not so necessarily... So then I have a question. I have a question. What happens if you only feel 10? But so, so the 10 candidates that you feel you offer persons in those communities... People don't want... the alternative. And, and people that's not don't the want, argument... People are not going yeah. to vote for a party that is going to go into opposition. People yeah. vote for parties to go that into is, government to make change to their life and their livelihoods. You know, that's it, what they go into... It, power, it, what it, they, they align themselves for. From our... From want, our and, and we are in a situation... We are in our conversations, I, I become convinced, not, not you and I, but from our national conversations, I convinced that we are not necessarily interested in a political option. Because unless this option comes on the force in a very mighty way, in a very big way, we can't really trust them. I disagree with you. Confidence in us. Ariel, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Let me, let me finish. Go ahead. It seems that what we, we want in this country is better visions of the PNM and the UNC. We want the PNM no. and the UNC to fundamentally improve. No. That we could have a choice between them because I'm no. saying to you that no realistic uh, third party could just come on the force, uh, come on the scene, and necessarily contest a, a 41 seat. Well, then, well, then, if to be able to the no, well, then, no. that is my point. The COP did it, but, but the not COP, only that, the COP was a, a, a breakaway party. It does, no, 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 no
that. You, you can't came do that. political arena no. with political capital. But how much of them forming parties? about politics that are fundamental. But Ariel, how much of them forming parties right now that was part of another political entity before? Thank you. Let's, let, let's take the NTA. Come on. Uh, well, I was going to say it, right? We have options. No. No, we don't. No, let me tell you something. I don't like, I don't like that. Let me tell you something. The COP contained persons who held offices of the deputy political leader that had never been politically aligned before. And they went into the COP because of the vision and because of the, 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 persp- the political ideology and belief systems of Winston Dukaran. And when was Winston, where? I, no, no. Regardless of where he came from, he offered a different. He different offered. He did not offer a similar philosophy to the UNC. That's he the point. Away from he the walked UNC. away from it. He decided. He away from it. Right. Agreed. And he went and he created something new, mm-hmm. and he okay. created a new vision. He created okay. a new philosophy, and was right. able to get one hundred and forty-eight thousand people so, to vote. Ariel. Ariel, right. so, Ariel, so guys, permit me. No, Ariel, hold on. <laughs> let me say this to you, right? Let me let me chime in here very quickly before you run out of time. You are saying, and I and I have to go with Dr. Muhammad on this one. You are saying, right, that we can go up with five or eight candidates, but that's on a premise that the other parties now tie off. And if they do, no, then no, I am no, not no. Willing. willing to or willing to negotiate. No. Or willing to no. negotiate. We, we no. must, yeah, but we, we must understand what happens at a general election. When you if you have five successful candidates at the level of a general election, you have five members of parliament who can contribute to decision making and law making, right? At any you know how bills are passed. Not under Dr. this Ma- current Dr. not Mohammed. under this current Westminster Dr. system Dr. and the nineteen seventy six Republican Constitution you live in it's under. Not, it's not necessarily because uh you know you, the way bills are passed, let's let's just let's just go to that to that to that uh thought for a minute. The way bills are passed, we need a certain number of persons to vote in favor, to vote against. So you have a level of power when you become a legislator, which is an MP, right? You have a level of power and we can use that level of power and influence to agitate for those who may form the base of our political party and that's the Let idea behind that's the idea behind being where a has the success where well, has the success not, of your it's not, where, it's not where? good good and dr Mohammed, not because we have not been successful at doing such means that there's no accommodation for such within the system and there that's no fundamentally disagree with there's you. no accommodation if a polit- if a major political party does not want to align with you. So, for example, if the PNM has, let me give it. Let, let, let me do some maths here for you. <laughs> because out of the forty-one, right? Let's just say forty-one. We give to the PNM uh, eighteen, seventeen seats, and we give to the UNC fourteen seats, and then somebody else has 15, ten seats. That will take us to forty-one, right? Not because if unless the PNM wants to the, the pnm could go back into government as a minority government and run run the run the country on in a in a in a in a, in a, in a scenario where they have to go to the parliament and literally uh find a, a, a level of and negotiation yeah, with the right. 10 right, right. or unless or the unc is. unless the unc mm-hmm. says to the 10 or the 10 says to the unc we will join right. with 
but make our leader prime minister. That's yeah, the only but, way that it is going to happen. Yeah, but Shane, please acknowledge that those are not the only terms that you know the negotiation allows for. It's not just about who we make leader and what's not. It's about sitting accommodation. Please join with me if you will. No, Aria, I'm not going to. You know why? I'm not going to. I'm not going to give no, people utopian hope because no, looking at the people's <laughs> partnership alone and the formation of the people's shit, partnership, shit. who held certain portfolios also was a re what led to they, how the partner shane go to the front of the class shane go to the front of the class i listen i i want to give you gentlemen at least three or four minutes to take some calls and you know, my phone ringing off the hook shane you see that statement we, we're now making there we, go and sit on in front of the class <laughs> uh, ariel i i want to no, sincerely no we are speaking about the westminster model as no in this conversation, not being accommodating to third parties, right? So no, then we're I'm also not saying, I'm not saying, not, I'm not saying, saying by, by they haven't been presented. Say, you have mentioned today. I'm not saying, suggesting that they does I'm not, not accommodate no, third parties. I'm not no, saying no. that. I am saying there's, that it there's is not any. amenable, it is not amenable That's to right. a political, a third political party that is going to enter into a race in a piecemeal manner. Because right now, the political reality is that the country wants real change. They don't want halfway change. They don't want negotiating change. They don't want, well, let me go and sit down with Kamala and decide how we're going to pull this thing together. Because we've seen, we've tested and seen what Kamala's prime minister has done in, with the partnership and how the partnership collapsed and failed. So that, and that is that is just the other day. That is not 20 years ago. That was a blink away. And therefore, in our current scheme of things, people are frustrated with both the PLM and the UNC. And if a third party is to arise with the right level thinking people come. who have come together yep. and with the same philosophy and belief system in that we could change the way things are going and our political communication is clear, clear clear to every level of society then you will get a wind of change but people are not going to go with you if you are going piecemeal not in 2025 because you see not but, given our current think, political not, environment no but ariel going piecemeal right going going and interesting with a piecemeal only clearly identifies the electorate is that whoever you decide to partner with is their ideologies and philosophies you're going to be following which is what we don't want now we can no, say how much i i believe you've yet 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 you have not had a conversation with winston dukaran you're having your conversations are very narrow point of the argument right <laughs> what we are what what shane is saying is that can feeling without feeling 41 candidates you're, you're you're feeling piecemeal i do i disagree with that and i agree with you right? it could be uh, it could be and i accept that we may disagree on this fact but it could be that a political party may determine it to be in their strategic interest and a better use of the resources that they have to contest a, a smaller number of seats which they have the greatest chance of winning and thereby after winning those seats using the influence that they will have in the parliament to bring about a level of confidence that they need to convince more of the population shame because we cannot we we're going cannot, to end up with a no vote here, we're going to no have way. a no confidence we, motion we, filed we, every we, other we, week no problem but we can't sit here and, and i've been on the on the ground in politics and people expect you to do things that you could only do when you have political power so the expectation among the citizens has been the set political by those power that they're talking about power, the political right? power that they're talking about ariel is power in the parliament as in holding governance and Which government I think she. I you, think, you, you I really think you, you really think yourself a couple times in this. Guys, <laughs> no, look, no, guys, we, we we almost out of time. Can we take a couple calls just to 
Yes. Would you, all right. Yes, that, all right. Uh, we want to keep our calls kind of tight. We have a lot of calls. Hello, good afternoon. Yes, good day. Um, the two guests here keep talking about Westminster, Westminster. Westminster is a way of life. It's a culture. We could never get to that level. The problem with our parties here, they are not democratic, mainly because they do not have primary elections to select their candidates. They have this thing they call screening. They, they, they fix it already there. Come on, man. We have a democracy up north up there. I mean, let me do something and look. Primary would give people more power within the parties. All primary right. elections. All right. Primary Thank election. You. A prime minister can't say he don't want you or what or what or what. All right. Very, yeah, fair very, very fair point. Very fair point. What he's talking Thank about you. Though, is... That's why we are part of the Westminster system. That's how they choose their candidates. What he wants is he's and he's has a valid point. He's talking towards constitutional reform. And that's yeah. it, eh? I didn't want to see it. Yeah. But that's where you come in with. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, David. Good, good afternoon. afternoon to guests. Yes, yeah, Shane, Dr. Shane and Dr. Ariel. Shane and Ariel Saunders. Yes. First of all, I want to say this, sir. Huh? As a young person, I am solely of the view that tokenism is the driving force where local government election is concerned and where it is about. And let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. If any councillor who is selected by these two political parties that are doing screening um, yesterday and CNN will be doing Saturday, if they were to go against that party, they will be chosen Dead. political cemetery. Mm-hmm. That's one point. Yeah. The second point I want to draw to you all. When you look at THA, the T adopt to local government, at the end of the day, it comes down to central government. You look at the people in Tobago, they tell you, I have been living here, my roots haven't been fixed for 25 years. But central government will come in Tobago and they will build, if you look at um, the, the police station and show that they will build the, the, um, in that area, they will build that police station. You look at the hospital, the Scarborough Hospital. So at the the fire station. The, it come, huh? The fire station in Roxborough. So, You're right. Yeah, the fire station. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, Dr. Shane. And I, I always have this conversation with you on Facebook sometimes. I always say this. It comes back down to central government. As long as central government have the sole authority in terms of how much money they are going to allocate to you, then you are solely beholden to them. And when you look at the budgetary allocation for local government, the Minister of Finance enjoying that. You look at uh, point 14. They don't have much people, but you look at um, Rio Claro, that area, in terms of um, uh, Tabaki Talparo, for example, you have over 93,000 visitors living in that area. Whereas point fourteen, you have about twenty-seven thousand. The in you can even look at Arima, and you can look, look at Arima as well. You look at the inequity that is here; it comes back down to central government. So when a councillor tells you that he does not have funds, he's quite right. If he gets, if let's say for a, a corporation, you get um uh, ten million dollars, for example, you have ten councillors. In order to share that money, it has to be a million dollars per councillor. And you have to distribute it for road, after look at cleaning the cemetery, after look at doing this, after look at doing this. So that is why we cannot seem to achieve what we want to achieve with local government. You look at what the government is going to propose there. If we are running on the teaching model, then we are going to be failing because you're going to have persons full time. If they are not going to get the sufficient resources to do what they are supposed to do, they are not going to achieve it. And that is But the whole issue it comes back down to tokenism. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is driving us. And I want I want to agree with Dr. Dr. Um, Mohammed and I want to agree with you, Davy, mm-hmm. that if you are going to feel ten persons 
to enter election, you're wasting time. You are wasting the populist time. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. need to field 41 places where you can make an effective change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you are not going to make an effective change, then you are not going to get the support that you are so desire. That's right. There's five there's five candidates and four, and there's only three of us in this party, and we form an LMNOP and party, and we only have seven people. Let, let, let's look at our, our parliament, for example. If the government wants to pass a piece of legislation and they need um, a, a special majority, they have to do the independence in terms of getting them in the Senate to go along in terms of supporting this bill. True. The rest of them might may not uh, agree with it, hmm. but in terms of the passage of the bill, they need to go. And in terms of which people can see you as, uh, as they hear. You are not independent, and we have had this discussion on the morning with Satish and other people yeah, have yeah, questioned the independence yeah, yeah. of the independence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that is something that is fundamentally wrong with our system and how we're looking at. It is not attractive for young young people in terms of getting involved unless you are going to get in there to tokenism and you're going to be before them to the political leader who tells you to jump and when to sit. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. We take one final call. Please keep it under a minute because we have to wrap up. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, David. Good ah, afternoon hey, buddy. Well, well, listen, I'm surprised that yourself, Kadeen and Mohammed, don't feel that if you feel uh, just about five candidates, that you don't create an impact in the election. I can remember 1772. Did anybody feel 10 can, um, 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 41 candidates in Trinidad at that time? We had 36 in, seats in, in at the time, though. We had 36 seats, <laughs> not 40. Yeah, we had, 41. But even so, the point we is... We had 36, but that's not the not point. Not only that, if the P... No, 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 no. If the PDP yeah. comes to Trinidad and decides to, to field five candidates in an area where they feel they have... Think it will make political displacement. I will. can't see how you it can will. see that. It will, correct. Yes, so and, my and, thing is... And, and, I'm in total agreement in area. With, You've, you've moved, you see, with the introduction of the 41 seats, you've moved, uh, you've shifted the, 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 the goalpost for that 1772 yeah, to but, even exist again. Ma- Mohammed, we're not talking about that. I'm, I'm, I'm showing you the 1772. It showed where two people, two seats in, in, in Tobago, didn't come, they, they, they didn't even come to Trinidad. And they made a difference. In relation to governance, no. The other thing, yes, but you also have to take into consideration the political history that existed between Doctor yeah, uh, Mr. Pandey and Anna Robinson. We that, but we're talking about the realness of things in relation we, to if somebody feels that they can make a big, a significant difference. Because I, I think you talk about the, the system of, of 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 something being corrupt, which is unfair. And if you know me and this whole thing about reform, I think reform is a farce because I think the PNM is serious about reform. I think the UNC in the context of mandates that they got 33 3 and 29 12. i think it's so so uh, you know unfair you're right that they had yes. those opportunity to create reform and we are back here talking reform you're right so I, you're 100 percent right the caller is 100 percent right there so hypocritical even mr pandey 33 3. He, he pulled out of it and formed clone 88 and the, the history so on so my thing is gentlemen good discourse but i'm in agreement with ariel with, with where you should can shift Two or three parties, um, or seats going in, and you can make a significant difference in the whole operation of parliament. And other than that, you can have influence on those two major parties. But fellas, good conversation. Now, to, to what our caller said just now about influence, which um, is going along the lines of Ariel, I want to say this: um, even even with the situation with two seats, seventeen, seventeen, two, and you know how much and how much it took to manage that. That's one. But whose ideologies dominated? 
At that point in time, we're gonna be we're gonna be forced to come. We're gonna be forced as a compromise to give and take. But do the people want one of those parties? They don't want that. You had people want to see the influence of a third party, and once you can be able to prove, given any opportunity, that you are fundamentally different from the parties that exist, and according to to Dr. Mohammed earlier, you are you are willing to communicate all that goes on. In a very transparent way with the with the, the persons who have you know appointed you, then you you will build momentum. It's it's a it's a, it's a political strategy. You want to I, continue. You want to continue in the current situ in the current legislative and governance framework that we have for how long again? Shane, we need we need constitutional reform. That's and not, how do that's we get up, it? That's not a first, how do we get it? How do we get it? Not by compromising with a, with, a, with a major political party because we may not get it. We've seen it. Look, he just talked about it. He just talked about 2912 and we saw the right. failure of the of achieving constitutional reform. Look at how many promises that woman made with regard yeah. to term limits for prime minister. Those are mainstream uh, political parties. Yeah, I yeah, understand that. No. I, I, I agree with you on, on the call in that regard. The, right. the, PNM, the, the UNC in particular has had, has had the opportunity to bring about constitutional reform. But we are speaking about other political alternatives. As I said, the population has to decide now whether we are going to wait until there's this political party mighty enough to field 41 candidates with the, the, the campaign finances that are equivalent not to impossible. to run a campaign because I know it's, as an independent candidate, it is very difficult. It's very yes, difficult. Some, but you should it's also know the importance You should also know the importance campaign. of a ground campaign. And that is what the PDP won yes. the 2021 no, but, um, THA election on, yes, a ground yes, campaign. Yes, the PDP <laughs> had significant financial... No, they did yes, not. And I could tell you they did not have... It's, it, it may be my word against you, but the PNM, the PDP, sorry, did have significant financial security. You were, the, the, the impression, the right, no, 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 the impression is, the impression <laughs> is, listen, I can tell you because I know, the, the, you know how much money was owed after? You know how much people had to write off debts after because they did not have it and you know what people did they paid people in tobago i spent two and two and a half years in the tobago landscape to be uh, and to, to learn the 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 ideology and the behavior and as it pertains to the tobagonians they struggled and they make chirrup chirrup and they, the people that's why the people are so angry now with the current administration because they made good strides and it was villages that came together in some instances so, uh, I agree. That, for that people happened. to be successful also had a significant financial security i can't i'm not not limited all right guys all right guys well unfortunately at this time we have our news coming up and we're out of time this is a wrap from my show for today but dr muhammad thank you very much <laughs> This is a very enlightening. I, I, I would, I, of course, I, I hope the powers that be would, would give me an opportunity to sit with you guys again in the not too distant future so we can have dialogue on this again. And I totally admire your optimism. Um, Ariel, you're very optimistic um, with your stats. Of course. But, you know. I have to tip the scale over uh, to Dr. Shane Mohammed on this one because people does not they don't want that 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 peace offering kind of vibe where we're going to align ourselves down on the party and we're going to we're going to we're going to try and, okay so we align ourselves and we create a big impact we shift the political landscape a little bit because hey we make a dent but guess what no 
political party is going to say hey you have about you, you i need four seats to, to get the government you have the four seats but then i'm going to make your political leader prime minister that is not going to happen no how they'll rather run this country with a minority government before they do something like that so that that in itself shows the optimism that you have sir and <laughs> i don't want to say the tooth fairy believing in still but santa claus not real <laughs> I, so I, guys, I, 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 we don't discount something because we haven't seen it as yet, right? That is the but, thing. That is but, the thing. But I, I think, go on theory. I am going on political theory, and I'm going on I practicality, think, right? I'm also going on my experience in, in 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 contesting and understanding the energy and the ground as well. But as I said, it's a fair conversation. It's something that we may never agree on. Thank but you. It's, it's, it's all it yeah, much to discuss again. I, Indeed. I, I hope it comes back. So, guys, thank you so much. I wish you all the best in your successes. And hopefully, management will bring you guys back with me and we'll chat again. Take care. Bye bye. Okay. All right. Talk, talk, talk. Is streaming at freedom106.5.com.